0: Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free
1: Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Shock Your Potential. And you know that all month long in January, we are focused on, you know, the great concept of a new year, but remembering that we better remain flexible. If we learned anything from last year, we know that we have to be ready to pivot at a moment's notice. And joining me today is someone who has an expert uh, opinion on many things related to this, especially how to look at pivoting where you are from a sales perspective. So my guest today is Chris Kenny. He's a master sales coach, a million dollar business owner, and sought after wealth mentor, which I love that term. <laughs> I love anybody I who's going <laughs> <I love> to... <it. laughs> Bring me more money. He teaches... Now, listen to this. For those of you guys who are in sales, you're going to love this. He teaches undercover superstars which many of you know what that is because you know you're there, and teaches them how to break their money rules and rapidly accelerate their income and live with uncommon freedom and choice. So he is also someone who speaks around the globe. We are going to have a great conversation. Chris, thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Oh, it's a pleasure. Great to be
1: here. (laughs) I love hitting, um, I love reading people's bios because there's always so many fun little tidbits like that. And I think it's really important. One of the things that I got from your bio is you know that many of us have uh, hang up somewhere when it comes to money. And often with salespeople, that can be a real challenge. I can't wait to pick your brain. but I just gave a little brief intro. Let me let you introduce yourself, your business, and tell us a little bit about how you help people to shock their potent- potential.
0: Yeah, um, obviously I own a, co- a coaching company. It's Chris Kenny coaching. imagine that. And what we help people <laughs> do is uh, we help people position, package and sell high ticket programs. So my ideal clients are people that are in business. Uh, typically they're selling programs in the neighborhood of maybe five thousand, six, seven, eight 7, 8 grand somewhere in that area. and they want to build in a high ticket offer. And, you know high ticket is relative. Some people might say a $5,000 offer is a high ticket offer not in my world. Um, mm-hmm. I see a high ticket offer as like something in the area of 20,000, 25, 50k. I have clients that are selling programs that are over hundred thousand. So that's the expertise. Um, that's what lights me up. It's what I'm called here to do. Um, and it's also a game changer when it comes to believing in yourself, when it comes to your competence. Um, there's also a, a much higher level. Uh, skill set required mm-hmm. to to hop on the phone and sell a 100k coaching package. So you have mm-hmm. to be pretty sound with your skill set, but you have also have to be sound with uh, who you are and how mm-hmm. you're being when you show up in these meetings and being able to hold yourself, command that fee and own it and own it fully. So that's it in a nutshell. That's what we do.
1: I love it, uh, and it's you know it's really interesting to me today. I love interviewing people who do coaching, and and I always say it's I never call myself a coach, but I, I I am a coach in many many ways in what I do too, not in the same way. But the evolution of coaching today versus when I first had somebody talk to me about it twenty some years ago is really fascinating because. I think that we are realistic that especially as entrepreneurs you may need coaching and many people do need coaching cuz you have that outside accountability partner but somebody else to help you you know get skill sets but we also know that for people who are still you know working for other companies and maybe thinking about transitioning or they're trying to evolve their career whatever kind of coaching they're looking for is that a lot of businesses don't invest at the same level in training their people anymore. I mean, it's, it's one of the first things that goes, um, we're seeing that, you know, right now, what, where are you going to spend the money if you got to keep the lights on, but it's really important process when you, when you work with a coach to be able to give yourself over to that, that, interaction that relationship and really learn from it and not worry about whether or not it's teaching you things that you you were doing wrong or maybe that you need to do differently or better
0: yeah i mean i just think you know my mindset on this is you can't see your stuff through the lens Mm -hmm. that's creating it so you know if you're trying to solve your problems with the same thinking that's creating your problems (laughs) <laughs> you're obviously not going to solve your problems. And it creates this really horrible cycle in terms of behavior, because we know we're, we know we're stuck. We know we're not getting to where we want to go. We know there's a higher level available for us. And if we're in that space and we're trying to figure it out, but we're trying to figure it out with the same thinking that's creating the problem, we're not going to figure it out. And then, and then we beat ourselves up for it.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which
0: further perpetuates the cycle of, you know, I'm not, I'm not good enough, or I'm not worthy of this change, or, you know, what if they see the truth about me, whatever, whatever, the imposter syndrome, you know, whatever it is that people are dealing with that's stopping them from moving to the next level, whether it be, uh, you know, for a business, whether it be in a company, personal development, bottom line is we can't solve our problems with the same thinking that's creating our problems. So we need an outside perspective to help us with that.
1: Absolutely. And I, um, you know, I just made the decision, actually, I have reached out to several people that I know and trust and value very much. And I asked them to be a part of my advisory board for this year. And, you know, so I've got, I'm not asking too much of them of their time and and energy, but it's a different level of my business now that I'm moving to a different level. And I, I really want their outside perspective. And I want somebody to, I've only chosen people who I know will be honest with me, And I also know it's going to be terrifying, Um, you know, and I've worked with mastermind groups and I've worked with coaches. So I've got all these different perspectives, but really asking someone to be brutally honest with you is not something that is easy, but it can, it it's definitely a game changer for most people.
0: Yeah. and, And one of the things I tell clients is your willingness to be totally honest is one of the things that's totally important. And I think mm-hmm. one of the biggest enemies in sales conversations is the need to be liked mm-hmm. because yes. it, it prevents people from asking the questions that need to be asked, from going as deep as they might need to go uh, in the enrollment conversation. It prevents people from calling people out when they need to be called out. Um, and so I think it's a, you know, it's a huge problem. And I think the other thing that's true is people will pay a tremendous amount of money for someone to tell them the absolute truth. And that's, and that's something that I think is missing. Oftentimes people do, they'll hire coaches and hire consultants. But if a a coach or consultant that you're hiring isn't absolutely um, sure of themselves, confident, willing to be bold. I mean, you're, you're going to be paying a person to sort of speak to you in a way that's glazing over truth because Mm -hmm. they're kind of doubting themselves. So I just think people will pay a lot of money for somebody to speak to them that directly. I know I will. I mean, I want to be called out. That's, but if you're, but if you're doubting yourself and you're not willing to to call me out because you're intimidated or because you're worried that I'm going to like you, If you call me out or what's going to happen, or if you're coming from scarcity and say you're coaching me and, you know, I, you say something direct and now I'm going to get aggravated. Am I going to leave as a client and, oh, that's going to put you in a bad financial spot. And then there's all this garbage that can come in. So I just think we have to be really, really careful with who we hire, uh, in that way. But what I'm saying is people will pay a lot of money for somebody to tell them the truth.
1: It's it's absolutely true and and I know you deal a lot with people and their kind of hesitancy to really deal with money and talk about money and embrace it, especially with high ticket items. Um, I spent a lot of my career in the hearing aid industry, which I think I would say it's so sexy, believe me, yeah. you know, we sold a product, <laughs> sold a product that nobody wanted at a price tag nobody wanted to pay. And, um, as I was coaching, you know, the frontline hearing aid salesperson, the audiologist or the hearing aid dispenser. It was always clear to me who had money hangups. And so, you know, you'd have to kind of sometimes go around it a little bit to get them to try and understand it and see and recognize it themselves until you finally said, look, you know, Chris, let me tell you, uh, every time I watch you in the sales presentation, it gets to the point where you have to say this set is $7,500, you panic and backpedal. And you start talking too much, and you're like, "But I, we also have the one at five thousand. We could get you an entry one for this one. We could <laughs> do a refurbishment for dollars And for And the that's, verbal
0: vomit, vomit, just starts coming. Yeah,
1: exactly. Instead of say, "Here's the price," put it out there and let it sit. You know, don't judge it. Don't judge yourself. Don't judge their reaction. Just put it out there, and then let's get comfortable with how you're presenting. Um, so I can imagine, you know, dealing with people saying. You know, I have trouble selling hearing aids to people who need them, you know, without a doubt that you must run into a lot of that same kind of thing with people who want and need to sell high, high ticket packages, but still have some of that hang up in there. How do you help them get through that?
0: Well, the first thing is remembering that price is only expensive because it's being compared to something else. Price is only expensive because it's being compared to something else. So as a seller, what you have to become incredibly skilled at is controlling what your potential client is comparing you to. What are they comparing you to? Because 7500 is only expensive because it's being compared to something else. If you haven't asked the right questions throughout the sales conversation, if you haven't created the gap, the gap between you know where they are in their current situation and where they can be with the product service or program that you offer. If that gap hasn't been established and that gap hasn't been stated to you by them, yep. not by mm-hmm. you, <laughs> then mm-hmm. you're gonna run into a price objection. So that's the first thing to understand um, when it comes to that. Uh, the second thing is be willing to do something radical when it comes to your money. Right. You have to understand that your current money rules, your current money rules are creating your current results.
1: Mm, Yes.
0: And if you want to make more money, you have to be willing to break your money rules. And if you're not willing to break your money rules, you're not going to make more money because again, your current rules are creating your current results. That's just truth. So you have to become totally clear around what are my money rules? That's step one. And then mm-hmm. to start to systematically break your money rules. And then that's, that's what it is. And then have the support that's needed when all the head trash is coming up and you know all the worthiness issues are coming up. I remember my first example of this when it was back in 2008, I was mentored to raise my rates. And I, at that time, I was charging $400 a month for coaching, Oh $400 a month. <laughs> That's what I was charging, and I was mentored to raise my rates. Yeah, at that. <laughs> right. I know four hundred a month, and I thought I was like, "Here's this is really funny." Like, I I was charging three hundred a month, right? And I got coached to raise my rates, and I went, "Yes, four hundred a month." I am. I'm now. I'm rolling.
1: <laughs> now I'm a rock star. Girl,
0: I'm a balling. I'm balling I'm balling at 400 a month. So I got mentored to raise my rates to 2,500 a month, right which to me was like this massive like train wreck of yeah. oh my god, nobody's ever gonna pay me 2500. So mm-hmm. I ended up I was paying the mentor and I was paying the mentor a lot of money. and what ended up happening was I ended up running out of money. I even bounced my health insurance. So Uh, I went from, I want to quote the higher fee to I have to quote the higher fee. So moving from a want to to a have to is important, changes everything. So I quoted the fee and I did exactly what you just said where I developed the verbal vomit. Well, I've got this Mm -hmm. and this and you get this and this and just one go, go to talk, talk the the person i here's what i actually do this is funny i teach high ticket sales now um, multi seven-figure business owner i muted myself i i was vomiting so horribly on this person that i, and I realized it so i literally hit and hit the mute button and she because i quoted the fifteen thousand and i i feel like i was kind of crawling under the table as i quoted uh-huh. it right and because that's what it was 2500 months six months 15 grand and she said, let me think about it. So then I went into this massive rant, um, let me think about it. She finally said, Chris, she said, stop it. She said, I don't have to think about it, whether I'm doing it, I have to think about which credit card to put it on. And then she paid me in full. And this is what happened, right? But, but what I went, the reason I'm bringing that up is because my first thought at that moment, because I gave her a 10% discount for the pay in full, right? It was $13,500. My first thought when she said yes was, oh my God, this woman is absolutely insane. She's about (laughs) to pay me $13,500 for coaching. Now that's what I mean. That's what I'm talking about. Like that was a radical shift for me to spit that number out. And then here's what happened. She said, yes, I coached her for the six months and then she renewed. For another thirteen thousand, and then you
1: said she's really my, crazy.
0: I went, my gosh, she's totally insane. But what I'm saying is that experience of her having that kind of return allowed me to grow into the belief around the money. Yeah. But the but the challenge is people want to believe in themselves before they quote the fee. Yeah. You have to be willing to quote the fee before you 100% believe that you're that valuable
1: yes. and then I agree you, with that.
0: you grow into it afterwards that's how it happens and that's why i tell everybody one of the one of the keys to understand here is i think one of the keys to success is the willingness to move forward in faith
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's faith the bridge between the physical and the spiritual is faith the physical is what you have now the spiritual is what you want the bridge that gets you there is faith Mm -hmm. right? It was a leap of faith for me to quote 15,000 when I didn't quite believe I was worth 15,000. But that leap of faith allowed me to grow into the belief. Mm -hmm. But I had to take the leap first. We have to understand we're trying to move into places with money that our mind has no frame of reference for. Yeah. So if we keep pulling from our database that's in our mind around money, And making our decisions from there, we're going to create the same result that we're Mm -hmm. currently getting around money. Right. You insert faith, that's when you can start to break through. Because again, there's no data in the mind right now that's going to support you quadrupling your fees because you haven't done it. it. It's it doesn't exist. So you have to right after we're done. You have to quote (laughs) it first and then grow into it.
1: Yeah. That's what happens.
0: And, it, and until you're willing to take that leap, oh my gosh. It, it, and listen, I could rant uh, on this, this topic of faith for the next 35, 40 minutes. I can do week-long trainings on it. The times mm. in my life that I have created the biggest transformation have always followed tremendous leaps of faith. Mm. Always.
1: I like I, I agree so much. It's so funny as you were talking. And of course, I always take notes as I'm listening to people because I want to make sure that you know, our show notes always really convey you know, the, the, what was important to me when, with my discussions with my guests. And as I was listening to you and writing down things, I was thinking about an exact situation that I have within my business right now. And it's funny because I last year in 2020, I made a huge leap and that was to say, no more free programs. And I, when I made that decision, then what happened is I found ways, people found ways, you know, to come up with, with the funding and, um, and then COVID hit. So things changed and I went backwards. And so it's like, Mm. okay, now how do you make that transition again? I made that transition, but then I allowed myself to go backwards. And, um, and I can tell you why that
0: that would, I can tell you why that would happen. You know, do you want to know why that would happen? Is that valuable, or or we can yeah, go tell on? Tell me. I
1: I think I know it, but tell me anyway because I want to hear it. Sometimes you need truth tellers in your life.
0: Well, I mean, it, it happens because you're 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 basically dealing with all your subconscious programming.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, all your subconscious programming is currently holding on to your 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 beliefs around money. Ninety six to ninety eight percent of all influence on all of our decisions comes from our subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. Right. So what happens mm-hmm. is. We, you know, we get this new idea and this new idea, what happens is it'll populate the conscious mind, but in order to take root and actually turn into something that we can live by and step fully into, it has to make its way into the subconscious. But the subconscious is holding all of our prior programming, all of the emotional experiences you've ever had around money, subconscious mind forgets nothing. So what ends up happening is you step forward, but the old programming is still running you. Mm-hmm. So then you step back and then you step forward and then you step back. You think about this in all the different areas of life. It happens with money all the time. It happens with physical fitness. The gym yes. is probably full right now. By March, it's going to be empty. Yeah. Exactly. Right?
1: exactly. That's
0: what happens. Now, in, in, in the way this shows up in terms of a pattern, because I want you to understand this, Michael, and I want all your, your listeners to understand, whenever we're on the verge of an up level. We get the idea that comes into the conscious. It has to get into the subconscious. Here's how we block it, right? We'll immediately manifest a circumstance. You're stepping into the new thing and then you'll manifest a circumstance. Mm -hmm. The circumstance creates fear, doubt, and worry about the forward movement, Yep. right? That's the first step. The next step is rationalization. Now you start to rationalize. Oh, I'll make those changes after covid's gone by oh not (laughs) nobody's got the money right now everything's shutting down so you move into a rationalization Mm -hmm. then we move into blame and that's where we start to blame something outside of ourselves for why we're stuck right as soon as we move to blame our old programming has taken over Oh
1: yeah kicks back in yeah that makes sense because now we're
0: because now we're powerless and i've seen people you'll sit and you'll spin in that You'll be on the yeah. verge of the up level. Manifest the circumstance. fear out and worry happens. Rationalization happens. Blame happens, and people run back to safety.
1: Yeah, and it becomes your own self-fulfilling pros- prophecy that you're right becomes a cycle. And what was really interesting about last year is that I I um, had really found this point where I said to people, you know, they're they're like, oh well, we don't have a budget for speakers, and I would say. Well, that's unfortunate because I allocate a certain number of free programs a year. I've already exceeded it for my year. Now they didn't need to know whether or not my number was zero, or my number was one, or my one- number was one hundred. But I exceeded just that my verbiage, number of free programs. I love it. It gave me confidence, and yeah. that that built me up again because I love to make people happy. And so my husband's always teasing me about this, like, you know, oh, they loved you in that free program. That was great. <laughs> Yeah. Isn't that great? They left you in that pre-program. I'm like, I know, but they loved me. You have no idea. They
0: loved me. Like, <laughs> We're loving broke, you, but just- they loved me. No, I'm kidding. I- <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But it's, it's you know, as I'm gearing myself back up now, as I'm talking to you, I'm like, quit gearing yourself up. Just do it. There's no gearing up. Just do do it which moment we get done
0: and and, and i just i I haven't had the experience of um people not buying right now i just i Mm. i I haven't i i haven't had it all last year we we created a new way of launching programs online you know all through Mm. facebook so we did we did two product launches we did um we did one in march um, and then we did one in september and between our march launch and, and our september launch we delivered we it was seven figures I mean, it was seven figures in business during the heart of the pandemic, but I I just think part of that is coming into the experience um, with the belief that you can find buyers.
1: We hope that you are enjoying this episode of Shock Your Potential. We're going to take a moment now to hear from our sponsor. Have you ever considered hiring a virtual assistant, but didn't know where to start? Let Cuckoo Biz help. Kukuabiz matches talented professionals from Kenya with small businesses around the globe. Affordable weekly rates allow you to have a dedicated full time staff member to help you with anything from administrative tasks, social media management, public relations, and more. Go to kukuabiz.com today for more information or email info at Kukua Biz, that's K U K-U-A-B-I-Z dot com. And I think that's true. And I I love that. And I, I know we don't have a whole lot of time left, but, you know, the theme for this month is, you know, it's a new year. So, you know, we all like to mentally have that new start. But, you know, being more flexible, being more open to see it's not one or the other. You know, in fact, when, um, when COVID hit, and I did, I had a great lineup of programs, uh, many across the globe last year. And they've been, you know, they've been reallocated. They're coming, you know, things have happened or they are still happening. So that's, that's good. But there was this um, sense first of like, oh, well, then I'm losing everything. Oh, you know, so you have a pity party. And then you know, after a little while, I said, "Well, I can't keep having a pity party." So I I did a pivot, and we launched an app. So for different training programs, that it's going directly to consumers. So it was a you know a big shift, um, and it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. But had I not remained flexible in some way. I would have still been sitting there going, okay, well, I have no speaking gigs, what I'm gonna do. Um, you know, what are, your, what are your tidbits or any little pieces of advice for people on making sure they keep that flexibility in their mindset? Because, you know, stuff's gonna happen, whether it's a pandemic or it's, you know, you know, a, you know, a hurricane or a tornado or, you know, something. How do, how do you encourage people to keep that flexibility so they don't let things get in the way of their success?
0: Well, I just think we have to remember that what we have to control, we have to control what we can control, first of all. So stop mm-hmm. trying to control things that are outside of your control. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, I always tell people, it's not what is that creates stress. It's our argument with what is <laughs> that creates That's stress. True. And our argument is based on the meaning we're attaching to what's taking place in our experience, right? Something happens and then you attach a meaning to it. We are meaning-making machines. Mm -hmm. And what we choose to make things mean is going to be very pivotal in terms of our ability to be flexible. So when something happens, you have to take a conscious look at what am I making this mean? Mm -hmm. And you're always gonna be making it mean something that's attached to your current sense of self, like your how you see things and how view, you view things. So you have to like almost step above or outside of yourself and look at, what am I making this mean? Mm-hmm. And could it mean something else? What else could I choose to make this mean? Because it's the meaning that you're choosing that's creating your stress. It's the meaning you're choosing that's creating your overwhelm, right? when When the pandemic hit us, what I did as the leader of this company, as I said, and I delivered this to myself, and then I delivered this to my team. This is an opportunity for us to define a completely new way of doing business. And we may never get this opportunity again in this lifetime. And we have to decide as a team to whether, whether or not we're going to actually turn this into lemonade or we're going to sit here and we're going to talk about the lemons. Yeah. And what we completely did is we redefined as a company how we do business. Because I, similar to yourself, was a person, Michael, who was speaking on stages all over the place. And that's mm-hmm. how I was filling my practice. Yeah. And as I was watching my clients fall off, fall off, fall off, because they didn't, they, their clients couldn't pay them, so they couldn't pay me. Yeah. We right. pivoted and we moved completely into online marketing and, and we redefined how we do business. So it's an, we saw it as an opportunity, but that was because we were looking at what are we making this mean? Mm-hmm. And it's very empowering to understand that we don't have to be victim to these times when we pivot because we control what these things mean and it's how we respond that will determine our results. It's not what's happening, it's how we respond to what's happening and we're in control of that.
1: I love it. Absolutely. I think you're absolutely right and that was, you know, for me when that when the day happened and I went, okay, I know, you know, to that point 95% of my business income came from me speaking on stages and I thought, well, all the to- all the while the last 5 years I've wanted to build an app so that the people I connected with, I had another connection to. And so I'm like, well, here's your chance, Sherlock.
0: (laughs) <laughs> the universe has guess, delivered
1: <laughs> guess what you got a lot of time on your hands right now
0: <laughs> right guess what you're doing tonight you're staying home guess what you're doing tomorrow you're staying home <laughs>
1: <it> home. Exactly. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> oh chris my gosh this has been fantastic um and i know we're nearing the end here we'll have all your contact information on our show notes but just in case somebody wants to type in right now and find you because they can't wait to hire you what's the best way for them to find you
0: Well, website is chriskennycoaching.com. That's chriskennycoaching.com, and Kenny is K-E-N-N-E-Y. So don't forget the second (laughs) E. And then also Facebook. I have a really active um, private Facebook group. It's called Sales Mastery Inner Circle. Sales Mastery Inner Circle on Facebook. Pop that into the search. Hop in. You'll have to answer three questions. You'll enter the group. I do a live show in that group, every single Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. So there's lots of free content. There's free laser coaching sessions in there. All of it's free, Sales Mastery Inner Circle on Facebook.
1: Excellent, Chris. Thank you. Before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers?
0: Um, my gosh, just remember this. Everything's happening happening to us for a reason, and it serves us. And if we choose to look at it that way, We start to ask different questions in terms of, hey, how does this serve me? How does this serve me? How does this serve me? And that can keep us happy, can keep us driven, motivated moving forward, even when we have to pivot.
1: Excellent. Chris, thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us today. My
0: pleasure. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best best-selling books.